This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 1-1. That's bounce left side, deep in the hole. Glove by Correa. Throws from the outfield. Grass on the hop. And out of first. What a play by Correa. He was a couple of steps onto the outfield grass. His momentum carrying him away from the infield. And he was still able to throw out a sliding Diaz. Well, two things. It was how quickly he got rid of that ball and how strong of an arm he has. Both of them got him by a blink of an eye. And another excellent scoop by Gurriel. Feel like we say that often. Ball peering in. Now kicks and delivers. Swing and a foul tip into Maldonado's glove. That's a strikeout and the inning is over. Cole through 10 pitches, nine of them strikes, and strikes out the side. And he seems to be getting better and better as this game goes on. Yeah, I'm not sure if I've ever seen this long of a stretch of pure dominance that we're seeing from Garrett Cole. Think about it. Your kid was in his previous grade the last time he lost. He's gone 22 consecutive starts undefeated. Garrett Cole, the Astros have won 20 of those 22 games. Long look in for Snell. Here we go, the 3-2. Swing, and this one's blasted. A big shot to left field. It's gone. And big shot, Bragman rounds the bases. The Astros lead it one to nothing. The only homers off of All-Stars in the postseason. Snell an All-Star last year. Bregman has him in his book. Seventh postseason home run. A one-two to Lau. Swing and a miss. Got him on a high fastball. All right, Garrett, you can take that stroll now. Alex Bregman joked recently that his arm gets more sore when Cole pitches because they have to throw it around the horn so much. Runner goes, 3-2. Did he go around? He did. Throw it in a second by Maldonado, and it's in plenty of time to get a Damas. That's a strike him out, throw him out, double play. Two out. And that's a machete. Maldonado cuts him down at second base with a cannon. Biggest play of the game so far. There's one away, nobody on. The 3-2. Got him! Strike three with gas. Two outs. After the backdoor slider away, coming in with the heat. Boy, it was 3-1. He throws a wrinkle, gets a backdoor strike, and then the gas. Right by Choi, there's two away now. We marvel at the way Verlander and Cole finish their outings. They get better and better and better. And then they empty the tank. 95 pitches for Cole. It's an 0-1 count to Garcia. The leg kick, the pitch, fastball. It's ground to the left side. Correa's got it. And a strong throw to first base, and he gets his man. Garrett Cole. Seven shutout innings, and we'll go to the stretch at Minute Maid Park. Astros lead it one to nothing. Breaking ball, poked into shallow left center. That's got a chance to get down, it does. Guriel races for the plate. A slide, he's safe. Two nothing Astros on the single by Maldonado. Three two again. Swing and a miss, got him on the slider. Took him 10 pitches, but he gets his man. 15 strikeouts for Cole. That's a new Astros postseason record.
You see what he did there? He hesitated. He paused at the top of his delivery to get him off stride, and it worked. Mike Scott struck out 14 Mets game one of the 1986 National League Championship Series. That's going to be all for Garrett Cole. Seven and two-thirds innings of absolute brilliance. But the game very much in the balance still. J.J. Hinch takes the baseball from Cole. And listen to this ovation. Cole waves to the fans with his glove. Anderson works from the first base side of the rubber, the 0-1. And that is smacked in the right center, a base hit. Bregman can walk home. Alvarez to second. Correa with an RBI single. And the Astros go up 3 to nothing. Fans wanted Bruce Dreckman to ring up Darno, Yeah. But it was not to be. 3-2. Swing and a miss. Got him on the high cutter. Two outs in the ninth. It had been the, the biggest pitch in Harris's career, believe it or not. That was huge. 3-2. Perfectly executed once again, just above the belt. Too close to take. Harris with the 1-1. Curveball bounced right side. Gurriel backs off it. He's got it. Underhands to Harris, who gets the first. And that is the ball game. And that is a two-games-to-none lead in the ALDS for the Astros. They beat the Rays by a final of three to one and boy did the Rays make it interesting all the way to the very end and boy did Will Harris come through once again for the Astros you're in trouble Cole Will Harris he's got you and what a play by Gurriel on that in-between hop at first base he knew he was gonna have to sacrifice his body anything to keep it in front and he did with those soft hands Harris covering the bag, and that's all she wrote. The Astros lead this series two to nothing. And now, firmly implanted in the driver's seat. All right, let's go down now to the Astros dugout. We're joined by the man who picked up his first career postseason save tonight, Will Harris. And, Will, obviously, you're used to coming into to tough situations. You've been doing it throughout your time with the Astros. A little different, though, in the, in the postseason, bases loaded. What was kind of going through your mind as you as you prepared to, to work to uh, Travis Darnot to start off? Uh, you know, I was just trying to get a ground ball, guys. Uh, you know, got ahead of him there. Uh, was making some good pitches away. He was he was kind of taking them there. Um, but, you know, he's a catcher, probably not a, not a plus runner, so I was looking to get a ground ball in turn two and get out of here. Um, once I got to 3-2, was just trying to start a cuddle middle, maybe let it work up a little bit, and uh, that's kind of what happened. He swung underneath it and, and then was able to get Kiermaier on the ground. So love it when a plan comes together. I've said that a few times on here. <laughs> Will, uh, you talked about earlier today that you don't know what's harder, to make an all-star team or this Astros playoff roster. There's a lot of competition for you guys out there, but I'm not so sure you're going to be able to go to sleep tonight. Yeah, man. Well, we got to – Harris was born for this. A.B. <laughs> uh, sneaking in there. Uh, no, man, it's uh, – yeah, it's great. You know, we uh, we got a flight tomorrow, head to Tampa, get a little workout, get an you know, early dinner, rest in, uh, rest in the hotel room. So, adrenaline's pumping. But, you know, we this team, luckily, you know, we, we've been here. We've been in a lot of really good games. Uh, we got a lot of veterans on this team with postseason experience. So, you know, I've been in that situation before and it hadn't worked out great for me. So yep. I'm glad to see one work out here. Well, congratulations, man. That was, that was one whale of performance uh, by you. And to 
uh, kind of preserve this win and, and put the Astros up two to nothing. It's going to be a fun flight. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. All right, Will Harris, hey, thanks for joining us. All right, guys. The chase for the pennant for a third straight year happens here. The Astros win the AL West and headed to the postseason. Astros Radio. We win three more series. We're going to hang another flag. Enjoy tonight. Houston's exclusive hometown call. Uh, thanks for coming in. Um, we'll start front row to the left here. We asked Charlie about uh, going up against former team. What's it going to be like going against Charlie tomorrow? Um, you know what? We've already been through that, so I, I don't. I don't think it changes a ton, other than the stage is a little bit bigger. You know, we've seen him across the way. We've seen him in another uniform. We've we've faced him. You know, I think it's um, we're past that. I mean, obviously, we will always remember him in, in, in fondly and with with good memories. He's done a lot in this organization, but. I think we're at the time of the year where we can get past that pretty quickly. Third row to the right. AJ, cliche-wise, I mean, the, the playoffs bring the best out of your best pitchers, best players. What are you tomorrow looking forward to seeing out of Grinky, who's obviously a different type of pitcher, but you know, just as capable as, as mm -hmm. Verlander and Cole and, and what he can bring to the situation? I'd like a win. I think that would be the best thing that happens to this organization is to get a win. And however he needs to do that, you know, I... Uh, in a perfect world, he, f he follows, you know, the same script of getting deep into the game and we have the lead and, and get the final outs, however. So he's, he's pitched tremendously well. You know, he's pitched in the playoffs before. Execution is the name of the game for him. So, you know, as, as we get deeper into a series, you always have to adapt your, your game plan a little bit and, and tailor it to the guy that's pitching. This one, he can do just about anything we ask him to do. So hopefully for him, he gets into the game cleanly that's going to be the best and most important thing we get a lead it puts a ton of pressure on the other dugout um, we know what's at stake we know what's you know what 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 we have to do is apply as much pressure as we can and then and then let, let Zach settle in and, and be the elite pitcher that he is second row on the right AJ what is it specifically about your culture that allows any personality that comes over to seem to assimilate very well yeah, no, people like it here. I mean, I, I mean, the winning helps, but I think the, the, the culture really is about just bringing the best version of yourself here. I mean, we, we, we let guys be themselves. You know, if you're quiet, be quiet. If you're loud, be loud. Um, if you're in between, be in between. So I, I don't think there's one cookie cutter way to run a team. You have to adapt to the personalities on that team. So we work our tail off. We, we do it. You know, I kind of tell these guys from the very beginning, you can you can be yourself and then but we're going to be you know very elite on the field like we're going to talk a lot about the baseball and and some guys um you know need a little bit more structure then we give them more structure if guys need to be left alone we leave them alone if we, we you know our job as coaches or me as a manager or the team culture and chemistry is about is about adapting to each individual and, and bringing out the best version of themselves so the, the 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 best thing it helps the culture is winning. I mean that's that's what's happened here over the last five years. But the consistency of guys being able to get um, get their work in, you know, you know, have some space to themselves whenever they need it. But when we go on the field at at, at seven or tomorrow at one, every single guy knows what's expected of them. Everybody knows what's at stake, and and it seems to be working pretty well. Second row to the left, AJ. Uh 
closeout games are always really tough. They're going to have their backs against the wall. Your, mm-hmm. just, uh, your team always being up to that challenge and, and how you approach that. Well, it's not our first time. You know, we've done it on both ends. We played elimination games from, as, as the team needing to win, and we've played elimination games where we can, can close out a series. So um, we just got to play tomorrow. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think we go into tomorrow's game you know, uh, with any sort of different mindset. And one of the things that I take the most pride in is our, our ability to stay in the moment and just play today's game. I mean, we're not, we're not celebrating until we get three wins in this series. We're not going to take it for granted. We're, we know across the way those guys are, um, are really good and they know how to win. This is a tough place to play. So um, we're not going to approach tomorrow any differently than we did the 162 bef- in the regular season or the, the two playoff games we've played so far. And that, again, that's served as well. We've, We've got a ton of experience, and I think that um, that will help not get outside what we do best, and that's play. I'm going to go the far right and last row. Hey, Jason, so you alluded to it. Um, you obviously won a lot home and road, but what makes this place particularly difficult for a visitor to play in? Mostly the Rays. I mean, they play really well here. You know, they, this is not a place that we come often. It's always nice when you go to places where you go three times a year. So your own division, I think you feel pretty comfortable um, you know, we don't play on turf a lot. We do play inside, but our, our roof's a little darker. So you got to make sure you keep, keep your eye on the ball when the ball goes up in the air. And, but mostly it's all about playing the Rays. I mean, the Rays are really good, and they're really good in this ballpark. And um, we've played them at different times of the year. I mean, I, you know, in, in my time here with the Astros, we played them at the end of the All-Star break. We played them at the beginning of the season. We played them a little bit towards the end of the season. We've had some good. We've had some bad. But this particular team, when fully healthy the way we are right now um, has never has never really played these guys this season until this series so i um you know i would look for for good results out of this group uh we're gonna go fourth row on the right brian what's the the value in if you able to win here in tampa close it out and not having to use Cole and Verlander again this series is that do you think yeah. that'd be a big advantage for you going to the next yeah series? i mean the biggest advantage is you guys get a day off too Right, you guys don't have to travel all around. We would love to be done and 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 close this series out. I mean, the, there's no reason for us to to want to play any more games other than the ones we have to. And and if you can you know escape a series right and without using for us in particular JV and Cole, that's that'd be outstanding setting up for the next series. But you know you start wishing for that and not going out on the field and and playing for it, you're going to get distracted. So you know I. Um, I hope that's the case. That's why we're here is to is to win Game Three and, and get on to the next series. But um, we're going to have to play well and play clean and 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 play like we have. And we, we've you know we've outplayed them the first couple of of games, but not by much. I mean they've played very well. We've had two elite pitchers pitch tremendously well. We've had some guys in the pen come in and do well. We've had some timely hitting. That these are really close games across the board in playoff baseball, you know, on, on in the National League and the American League. So tomorrow's going to be just as hard fought as as the first couple. Second row to the right, AJ Kyle Tucker, one of the probably best ten hitters probably in the last ten years here in the Tampa Bay High School area. Just talk about his development and the decision to go with him in the starting lineup in Game Two. Yeah, he was. You know, he was. Um, you know, very. Uh, popular around the draft time and we knew when we got him um, it was the same year we drafted Bregman we, we drafted him all within the first few minutes of the draft and um, we had his brother on our team and so we knew a lot about the Tucker family and we all we knew he was a rising star in the game and then as he got to the big leagues pretty quickly last year um, you know we got our first 
first look at him and when he went back to the minor leagues this year, I think he he took it to heart that he struggled the first time around. And that, that was encouraging for us when he went out and still played and, 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 and tried to develop different areas. He started moving around the field a little bit to both corners. He took a few ground balls at first. He kept hitting homers. And when he got to the big leagues in September, he took you know, a lot of feedback very, very seriously about how to play, how to be a big leaguer, how to lean on your teammates, how to have a sense of urgency. And so by applying all of that in September, he was able to earn a start in game two. You know, he just missed the ball off Snell to left center. You know, he got a little bit of action in right field. I ended up taking him out of the game when I put Marisnik in. But um, he earned his way into that starting lineup in game two. He won't be in the, in the lineup tomorrow to start, but we'll expect him to come off the bench if we need an in at bat. Third row to the right. AJ, kind of a big picture question, but with Verlander and Cole and Grinke, you guys were able to acquire all three via trades, not trade away any of your key uh, current players. And then even the prospects you've, you've given up, you're able to keep Alvarez and, and Tucker and, and Whitley, obviously. But what's that done for this team to yeah. extend this, this run you're having and, and, and have a, a starting rotation that's now considered the best in baseball? Yeah, so I mean, when you put the team together, they're going to come from a lot of different ways. Draft and development, the, the trade market, the international market. And we got a little bit of everything in that. Um, now, let me tell you, we've traded a lot of prospects in the last few years. Jeff has been very aggressive in in trading guys and and um, while they may not seem like your primary guys when you see all the guys up in the in the big leagues they're they're very good players that we've that we've traded away over the last five years that I've been here I think the key is is always that that there's a lot of people that are working at this there's a there you know there's an international department that's signing these players that are that are used to to better the big league team um, there's the supplement of players that we needed this year you know you know, we weren't we weren't a team that was avoiding injuries. We had a lot of that avoided injuries. We had a lot of injuries this year, so we needed 45 players to play. That that system that you that you keep, also the system that you have a, available to make trades, has made you know Jeff um, have the resources in order to make these moves. And when they come over here, it's our job at the big league level to to get to maximize what what our guys are. So. It's huge for us, you know, when we when we can can roll out in the first three games of this series, these three guys. When um, if we get to a, a game four, we, and it's Miley or Kiti, those are different stories as well. One via free agency, not necessarily buying low, but but buying at the end of the market and Urquidy, um through the international market. I mean, there's you you need to build your team from every angle, and this organization's been very very good at finding the right talent, uh, supplying us with more talent, you know, when we've needed it and and timely talent and and that's that's impressive that we've been able to put it all together second row to the right since you alluded to them there how will you handle the availability of miley and urquidy tomorrow bouncing? they're both available yeah they're both in the bullpen all the way through game three and then we'll make a determination based on the result of tomorrow night what we're going to do so you know i don't know how long the game's going to go tomorrow i mean what if we go you know, I don't want to say it because you guys might have to stick around here. But we go, you go long enough, I'm going to use everybody. So I, um, they're available tomorrow in the pen, just like game one and game two. And, and, you know, game three is what our entire focus is on. You know, fifth row on the right. From being relatively unsure about Carlos a week ago with the back, three hits in the series, the glove has been great. Mm -hmm. Do you see an extra bounce in a step? Do you see some confidence maybe you didn't see a week ago at this time? Yeah, I mean, I think I was the least concerned. I mean, I, I know Carlos. I know um, the communication that we had and how he how he talked about this latest injury and, and how we were geared towards getting him ready for the playoffs. He was a little untested in the last week, but he wasn't 
I wasn't concerned, and I said that out of the get-go. Even when he missed the last week, he missed it out of being conservative, not out of the, the ability to necessarily play. So um, it's been great to watch him. He's very free in his action. I mean, if you just watch the first play on replay last night, that's everything you need to know about his current health to make that play, to make the pirouetting throw, you know, put his body through that. Um, he's doing quite well. And then the swings, when he's able to pull the ball like that on the line, and he did it a couple different times when he's able to uh, be pretty aggressive on the bases. Those are all signs that he's he's completely healthy. And maybe it was that last week that last week off where we made sure that that extra um, health was there for him. And and he did his work in the in the training room with with Jeremiah, our trainer, and and all the guys in there. It's it, it proved to be a, a you know pretty good plan for him, and and has put him in a good place. And he's done the work. All right. Uh, with workout starting, I'm going to do one last question in the far right corner. Since you touched on the play by Correa, your infield defense, how important has that been in the first two games of this series? And how much does that help the confidence of the pitching staff that you do have? Yeah, I mean, underrated play last night to end the game by Yuli. The, the plays at shortstop with Carlos, we turned a couple double plays in JV's game. We um, probably could have turned an extra double play last night on the ball to Bregman and got stuck in his glove. But, you know, it's amazing to me as I've getting, gotten more experience in playoff baseball how much you focus on every single defensive play. A bobble can change the course of a game, a, a non-play, a play that um, – and we've taken advantage of it on the other side. We've gotten a few extra plays that, we, um, that we've capitalized on. So I, um, it's this playoff baseball where when, you, when the, the team that plays the cleanest is certainly going to put themselves in the best position to eliminate the catastrophe inning or the, uh, the big blowout inning. So I, I've been proud of our defense. I've always said it's underrated. There's, you, know, you can argue defensive metrics. You can argue DRS, all the fancy numbers. When you watch us play, you, you, you come away pretty impressed with how we play defense. All right. Thanks, AJ. Every pitch. The first pitch of the division series. Every inning. And we go to the ninth inning. What a night. Of every game. Clubs this one into right field. Going back, looking up. See you later. October baseball. It never gets old. Exclusively on the Houston Astros Radio Network.